What's that on up yonder? Why, it looks like two hillbillies talking about mini trucks to me. <laughs> Y'all are fixing to listen to the voice of the lowlife. So gather around and revel in the good word of the lowest common denominator podcast. I don't know about you, Shay, but I spent several days this weekend watching vehicles that I will never be able to afford. Didn't you look at a vehicle that costs more than what we make in like three or four years? So I seen in the parking garage at the Hampton Inn in Pikeville, Kentucky on Saturday night, I had the chance to lay eyes on a Lamborghini Gallardo. I have to ask my 11-year-old for specificities on that one, (laughs) with a dented fender. And I realized that dented fender probably costs more than any three vehicles I own. (laughs) It probably does. So tell me, Shay, you have deep pockets. What's it like to have money? Um, You don't spend it. Well, that doesn't. That seems kind of counterproductive, actually. That's how you get deep pockets. You just don't spend it. You just keep <sighs> once it as, again. You just keep it as long as you possibly can, and then everybody's like, "You got money." I'm like, I got money because I don't spend it. <laughs> <laughs> once again, you remind me of my impoverished Appalachian nature. So, without further ado, straight from the hills and hollers of Eastern Kentucky, we're what? Well, fuck! I just missed long. I've, let me try this again. I don't remember what, the, what our damn intro what? is. What? What? It's Am me, I the Scrooge? It, I just was on but am I the Scrooge? Yeah. I'm gonna try this again. Oh. Straight from the hills and hollers of eastern Kentucky, we're fresher than a dozen eggs from a one legged brown hen. We put the cult in mini trucking culture. We are your hashtag voice of the low life. I'm Ellen C and this is my co host Shay Mullins. Oh and we're bringing you another episode of the lowest common denominator podcast. I don't know if that makes you a Scrooge or what? A, a miser? What's that mean? I don't know. My brother calls me one all the time, though. You know, I don't know these fancy words. I, I, th- I think it means that I'm uh, I'm cheap. So back to the Rex, <laughs> back to the Rex supercar. Um, Can you imagine this? Uh, Sean, who's over Dream Cars Daily, he come down for a Backroads of Appalachia event here in the mountains this past weekend. Question about that. Okay. What is Backroads of Appalachia? What is Backroads of Appalachia, and what? we will get the opportunity to interview Eric Hubbard, the gentleman who started it. Mm-hmm. But it is a promotional firm, and I say firm, but it's a nonprofit thing, so that's not quite the word I'm going for. Let's say organization. It is a promotional organization that works with motorized tourism here in eastern Kentucky. And they want to bring things to the mountains and give people reasons to visit the mountains that involves gearhead stuff, that involves supercars, so, and involves bikes, and from, involves from show what, vehicles. From what I gathered is that he does he do like a thing, does he promote people to race on uh, two they lane road, on two lane roads? They absolutely do. And does legally? Sure. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. They, sure. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Yes. But yeah, they I figured but, as much. But they actually. They actually literally have a race across Black Mountain, and they call it the. Do they realize if, if the they Dragon Slayer? If they wreck on Black Mountain, that no one's going to come down to the bottom of the mountain for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, but no. This past weekend, uh, we actually were invited to set up. Mm-hmm. We actually mm-hmm. set up a vendor booth at something that was completely different for us. Uh, but we set up a vendor's booth downtown Weisberg Friday night. Mm-hmm where some supercars and some modern muscle cars, really high-end upgrades, and exotic cars all met to do crazy car people things. They did some burnouts. They did some donuts. They did stuff like that. Now, granted, uh, it was awesome seeing the people at county come out. There was also your occasional hybrid and skitter jiggy out there. Yeah, I've seen a few you of know, those. There, few. Was, there was the guy with three teeth that come out you know, oh, at absolutely. 4 o'clock where everybody's setting up. and He, he all smells he, like old popcorn. All he wanted to do was talk about his, like, you know, la, la, uh, uh, oh, shit, what's it? Goofy-ass Monte Carlo. Uh, oh. All he wanted to do was talk about his Monte Carlo. Did you see the one with the mullet driving the Camaro? No. No, I did yeah. not see. Really, yeah, there was yeah. a mullet guy driving yeah. the Camaro. He he didn't park over there. He parked over. But then, you yeah. know, on the other end of the spectrum, some of the guys that come from out of town to do this, you had the gentleman uh, Gray Bishop, who owned an Aston Martin. Uh, Aston fancy. Martin. Uh, well, fancy. I'm not allowed necessarily to say this, 
I might have a buddy who is a state trooper, and that buddy might have maybe ran some radar and closed down a road because he actually challenged his guy. Well, I'll give you the backstory. Uh, Pine Mountain Grill, Friday morning. My buddy, state trooper who will not be named, come in in uniform, found all the supercar guys sitting around a table ready to do their thing, and walked in and said, hey, guys, where's the street race tonight? And they all looked at him, <laughs> looked at each other. He said, come on, guys, where are y'all street racing tonight? Let's go ahead and get it over with. And they looked at him and said, sir, street racing is illegal. We don't do that. He said, well, it's like this, boys. He said, it's only illegal if I'm not flagging you. Now, the way I look at it is I've had my radar up to 156, and I don't think any of y'all have the brass to make that go higher. Uh, so anyway, first of all, they become you know friends, at, friend, the best buddies at first sight. Mm-hmm. And anyway, lo and behold, they might have went out that night, and they might have ran a radar, and I might show you a video after this is over, maybe even post a couple of did, pictures. Did it break the one? 192. Oh, my goodness. That is the Aston you, Martin. You would ins- you would like disintegrate if you wrecked at 200 miles an hour. And that's a $314,000 base car. Dear God. Again, I ask you, Shay, Dear what's God. it like to have money? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, But this episode is not necessarily to talk about that. We will touch on a little bit off and on because it was a lot of fun. And it was wow. fun because we had... $300,000. That's base. Base. That's base. Base. $300,000. You know, That's there, fucking insane. There was a couple of Lotus Savoras there, and those are roughly $100,000 base. That is like the inexpensive supercar. That's the one I the, thought the C8 was the inexpensive supercar. It was you know, like well, I guess I always forget that. And some people consider that a supercar. I actually do. You know, now I think. How much horsepower do they make? Really? I, I, hell, I don't know. I, Dude. You're it, supposed to know all this stuff. You know everything Corvette. My 11 year old out there, he knows supercars. I know, yeah, that one. I know Vroom How much and expensive. How does the C8 make? Okay. Oh, come on, son. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, my, my boy's listening tonight, so I'm going to keep it a little bit vanilla. But anyway, as far as that goes, um, uh, we actually went to the Corvette Museum, which we'll talk about another time. That was freaking amazing. Didn't it fall into, like, a sinkhole? Yes, and they had the cars that were destroyed out on display. The majority of them. How upset was you? Uh, I wanted, well, we actually bought him a little bottle of dirt. I'm not saying that I might have retched over and took a little piece of plastic off one of them, but I'm not saying that I didn't either. I'm just saying. So anyway, but... Did, did like it destroy a first gen? It destroyed a uh, second gen, a 62, yeah. but they restored it. It destroyed the one millionth ever made, and it destroyed the 1.5 millionth ever made. Mm. It destroyed the first ever 84. Yeah, there were some big times. There were some big times there. But we did get a chance to, to at the Corvette Museum, we got a chance to, uh, to pose with the ZR12. Do you know what that is? That's the Viper Killer. In 1989, after the Dodge Viper came out, Chevy's like, all right, we'll play. They brought out a V12. Lamborghini-designed engine V12. What? The ZR12, the Viper Killer. Really? So they had a Dodge Viper on display. They had a 12-cylinder car? Yeah, I'll show you pictures in a minute. Holy shit, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it was amazing. But then, in that same little Legends row, if you will, they also had the only 1983 in existence. Wow. I'll tell this story, then we'll go on to our guest. Okay. So, long story short, in 1983, yeah. the Corvettes were coming out with a brand new body style. Yeah. 84 and up is a brand new body style. They were getting away from the fat fenders, the swoopy designs. Well, anywho, in 83, they were behind the curve, and GM as a whole decided there was a couple of things they didn't like about that car. At that point, they had already produced 43 of them. And they said, okay, we're done. Halt. We're just going to wait, and we're going to bring it out next year. Well, the gentleman that actually was the lead designer, and, and this is the museum curator telling us this, the gentleman that was the lead designer, he was tasked 
with crushing his own creation. So there's 43 in existence. They literally brought in a car crusher, and they forced this guy. And can you imagine? They forced this guy to crush his babies, you know, the 43 in existence. So in one day, they crushed 42 of them, and then the storms hit. Bad, severe thunderstorms. And this big, tall crusher, the people running it, they said, we can't run it. We can't run it in this weather. We'll finish up tomorrow. So the guy said, okay. He moved the last remaining 83 off to the side. And, you know, like anybody would, even though it's going to be destroyed, he covered it up and he protected it for the night. Plus, at that point, you didn't want spy cameras out or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, storms left. He come the next day. But the crusher people thought that they were done. So they had come overnight, hooked up the crusher, and left. Wow. So this one lone example, well, like any proud father would do in a situation. He hit it. He hit it. Mm. In storage, back of the plant, boxes around it. Several years later, they uncovered it. They realized that it was the only 83 in existence, and then they kept it. That car's worth a fortune. That car's priceless. Wow. That is the only one. For Corvette connoisseurs, that car is priceless. That is a $10 million, $20 million car. It is literally priceless. Wow. Pretty wild, huh? That is. And we got selfies in front of it. It was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I think I enjoyed it more than my boy did, but it was was an amazing experience. They only made two good-looking Corvettes in history, dude. Dude, I'm not— First-gen C8. I despise—yeah, I despise everything between 84 and and, uh, and 2020. So, fair enough. So, but fair enough. I want the white trash '81, the white one, red leather interior, and like I said before, oh I want God. ZZ Top to play every time the door opens. <laughs> oh, you know, shit. rest in peace, Dusty. But every time the door opens, at one point in the museum, I walk through and sharp dressed man come on. I about lose my shit. Luke looked at me like, "What's wrong with you?" It's a perfect song for this. Dad, you're embarrassing me. It's, it's a per- Why are you in the floor? <laughs> so anyway, we do have a special guest tonight, and uh, this is one we've been trying to get on for a couple weeks now, and. And just, we've always screwed up. I couldn't figure out how the hell to hook my mixer up. Yeah, you know, we, we tried that. It it's been miserably. so long since we've actually had a phone-in guest. And, and in his defense, you know, he actually tried to come up and see us and stuff. We just never could get the the scheduling right and everything. So we're going to jump right into this special guest here, and I'm going to introduce him, and we're going to kind of roll with it. Almost everybody that listens will know who this is. Uh, on the phone today, we have Don Dizzy Davis, the promoter of the Spark Show in Sevierville, Tennessee. How you doing, Dizzy? Good. How you boys doing? We're doing absolutely awesome, and, and sorry for making you sit through that long-winded intro there. But uh, that's absolutely fine. I love so, Corvette history. So uh, Corvette C8 ZR1 is 825 to 850 horsepower. That's good to know. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, that's pretty cool. We, we appreciate the pertinent facts there. I'm looking at you, boy. You let me down. Our guest had to look it up. <laughs> You didn't really let me down. <laughs> so, you, you didn't really let me let me down. Don't look at me like that. So where's the caffeine <laughs> number on this? It's like 55 milligrams. Oh, the mountain line. So, so anyway, so Dizzy is again the he. Uh, luckily, he likes Corvette history. Uh, I'll share my bottle of dirt with you, and maybe my piece of plastic I stole off one of the Z, ZR ones. Um, nice. But but he is also the promoter of the Spark Show, and uh, most of you all know Spark Show, which, if I'm not mistaken, started out as Sparks in the Cafe, because I know the first couple years it was held at the NASCAR Cafe, because I remember going to that, and I actually loved it there, because I could see Governor's Crossing, and it was like a time capsule for many Nat stuff. But it has become, yeah. in its own right, an absolutely outstanding mini truck show here in the mountains. And has really become the main show, you know, for our group in the Sevier County area and stuff like that. Um, and, and it gives us an excuse to relive a lot of those old Pigeon Forge memories. The so, great mini truck show. So, like you know, throwing flaming mattresses out windows? They weren't flaming. Oh, yet? 
Well, wait, did we ever burn a mattress? I we'll, assume we'll that get you ba- did. I'm so, we'll get, I, I assume so. We'll get back to that. I think that someone probably set it on fire and threw it out of like the eighth story into a pool. That's what I figure. Well, you know, there was a lot of times that yard furniture, like pool furniture, would end up in the pools. Uh, and I think I've said this before. We also decorated the Riverside Towers elevator with all the furniture in the hallways in the lobby to make it look like a mobile uh, den, like a mobile living room. And every time it would come up to the third floor, which is where the deck, oh, this is true, Dizzy. Uh, Mini Nats, 98, 99, that era. We would literally decorate the elevators. Every time they come up to the third floor, that's where the deck was in Riverside Towers. We'd add another piece of furniture to the point it had a couch, a chair, a damn end table, and a lamp. Now, granted, the lamp wasn't plugged in anything, a potted plant. So, so did they kick you out of the hotel? Have I ever been kicked out of that hotel? I've never been kicked out of that hotel. I made it a point to make really good buddies with the manager there. Uh, both so he the wasn't bothered that you were putting his furniture in? Well, I might have been asked to leave the deck a few times. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's time to go to bed, guys. You know, it's time to go to bed. But anyway, that being no said. No more furniture on the deck. Exactly. <laughs> well, Dizzy, I'll tell you what. You are the guest of honor in this show. So what I'm going to do is something a little bit different. You know, I could I could sit here and give all the intro for you. But I've been many times. I've been Sparks at the Cafe many times. I've been to the Spark Show many times. And, and always have a great time there. Uh, again, it's always nice having an excuse to get to that area. But Shay, this will be his first year. He has never been. So assuming Shay was just Joe Blow Mini Trucker, you as a show promoter, tell him why he should come. Well, Shay, first off, uh, I'm so happy that you are going to come this year. Uh, we have everything in the area, as if you've ever been to Pigeon Forge, Sevierville before. Hotels anywhere. Uh, the Strip, you can enjoy an entire week in near our showgrounds. Cap it off with the show. Plenty of Plenty of trucks, plenty of fellow happy mini truckers. Get together, have fun. Um, Friday night, we have a great pre-party with the, the great DJ Mays hosting everything. Awesome. And, uh, I'm actually Dog looking... Boys I, and Malloy Tacos will I'm be actually, there set up. I'm actually looking food. forward to getting some real lessons on DJing because after this last weekend of the first show I've done in a long time, I damn well need them. So I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to picking Mays' brain a lot. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the Malloy Tacos. Do what now? He told me if I wanted to get up there and I can just get up there and scratch the records. Oh, that's pretty awesome, actually. I thought I might have to get up there and <laughs> he's pretend a, that I'm not a DJ. He he's smart enough to to, to just pretty much keep me the hell away from the expensive equipment. I think so. <laughs> yeah, probably probably locks yeah, the door I'm, in his I, booth. I'm pretty sure it's going to be fake. He's not going to actually let me touch the real stuff. So so, th- so this show again, um, you know, it is an excellent show in this area. It has become one of the destination shows, and you guys bring out some major heavy hitters. If I'm not mistaken, OLP attends this show. Of course, you get DJ Mays, and anytime you get DJ Mays, you add such a level of validity to shows. And that's not me sucking up to him. It's just the truth. You know, a couple of new shows are coming next year, and I've told both of them. You know, you need to do two things. You need to get your artwork done by Graphic Disorder, and you need to have uh, DJ Mays, you know, spinning the tunes at your show. And that automatically takes you to a different level of legitimacy. Um, and, and, you know, oh, you, yeah. you guys hit home runs in both of those, and, and it's 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 an awesome show. Um, so I'm going to get into a little bit of history of it. You know, I don't know the start of the show. When I first went, I think it had already been in existence two years uh, when I first went to Sparks at the cafe, if you will. So where did it actually get a start? I like knowing that history, and that's something I've never asked you. Okay. 
2014, okay. uh, me and Adam Tripp, my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, where we go to church at, there is a uh, a school for, for disabled and handicapped children. Okay. And they were building a playground. And they were trying to come up with uh, different ideas to build this playground because it's, it's a special uh, setup that has, like, for, for autistic kids to can go over or they had like a uh, disabled swings. And so me and him were sitting in church when they, when they were talking about it and we're like, who, who likes kids more than car guys? Right. Car guys love helping kids. Right. And so we're like, let's get a show going. Let's, let's try to do a show. We started to do it in Knoxville and then we decided let's, let's try to relive the memories of the old mini that days. Let's start somewhere, and then we actually got our hands on the old NASCAR Cafe building. Right, which which we is were told if which if is we literally look better, which is literally can, within sight of the Governor's Crossing, the location yeah. of the the last few years of the Nopi Mini Truck Nationals. So anybody that went just got a huge amount of nostalgia immediately. I mean, I know I did exactly. But yeah, anyways, that's, that's that's one of the reasons when that got offered to us, we're like, we can't pass this up. Absolutely. Now, now that so building we, was uh, always for sale, and I realized logistically that probably caused you guys some issues there. Yes, we had to be like super careful with everything. Um, there was actually still like the full displays on the inside, so we were responsible for everything if we even opened the doors. Oh wow! Okay. So it was insurance-wise, was a, a a little nerve-wracking. I can imagine. But we. Yeah, we we made sure no one went inside. Everybody acted great, and thankfully everybody was perfect those two years there. People stayed behind, helped us clean up, and we always left the grounds better than when we got them. Oh, absolutely! And you know, I think now many truckers are famous for that. Anytime we go to a showgrounds, I mean, like you said, we improve upon it. Once upon a time, that probably wasn't the case when I was when I was in my teens and early twenties. You know, we definitely weren't like that collectively. But I think now, especially as most of the guys in that in that sport has gotten older, you know, we're we're a hell of a lot more careful about things, you know, a lot more protective about the property and, and liabilities and stuff like that. So I remember did you ever yeah. go to the NASCAR cafe when it was open, Dizzy? Oh, I went all the time. Oh my God. Did you actually uh, like it? Do what? Did you actually like it? Oh my God. No, it just well, no. Let me tell you why I didn't. Okay. Let me tell you why I didn't like it. I made the mistake of going to Pigeon Forge one weekend on Valentine's Day. I just wasn't thinking, and I was looking for somewhere to oh. eat dinner. <laughs> Every single sit-down restaurant in Pigeon Forge that night had like a two and a half hour wait. I mean, it was insane. And I was literally, you know, just driving by, calling restaurants, uh, you know, while I could, you know, as I passed them, just stuff I never thought about. And I and I was driving for like two hours. I'm like, I'm starved to death. And I finally drive, because I drive up there where, like, Fuddruckers was and, you know, Applebee's and, and uh, uh, I guess, uh, not Reno's, um, uh, Texas Steakhouse, whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, so I, so I, Texas Roadhouse. And I drove by all those, and they were all crazy. And I'm like, Jesus, the only restaurant here that I can sit down at is the NASCAR Cafe. So I walked in and said, how much of a wait? And I'm like, 10 minutes. I'm like, son of a bitch. Now. <laughs> so so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm I'm hungry. It's good. And I remember two things. Number one, on Valentine's Day at a NASCAR themed restaurant, let's just say that there wasn't a shirt in that damn place with sleeves on it. Oh my god. And number two, and this is true true to God Shay and, and, and Dizzy backed me up on this. 
like every 15 or 20 minutes. When you walked in there, they literally had full-size race cars all around the top of the place. It's kind of a round building. They literally had full-size race cars. Every 15 or 20 minutes, room noises would come over the loudspeakers. The lights would light up sequentially like they were racing around you, and people would cheer. So imagine every 20 minutes you're sitting there trying to eat, and all of a sudden, (laughs) and everybody's like, yeah, Dale. It was my personal hell. <laughs> oh my god, so, it sounds so I fucking hope, terrible. I hope that you had a better experience than <laughs> oh I did. Oh my god, it sounds awful. No, no. <laughs> so we're looking about the same uh, experience, I, huh? I forgot about the cars being up on the roof oh and the tires god. would spin. And <laughs> yes, was, I forgot the tires. Every 15 minutes it would go, and then every 30 minutes someone would climb up on a stand. Like they're actually at a race, waving the green flag to start the cars off. Oh my God! I don't even remember that. That is, I've, I've, oh, uh, yeah. I've this, pushed that from my memory. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! That sounds the, awful. The tables were always sticky. The tables were always sticky. I do remember that. <laughs> so it's like eating at a movie any, theater, any steak and shake, or a steak and shake. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's a good way of saying it. But uh, you know, it's one of those. Go ahead, man. I was going to say, the only reason I win a lot is the owner, the the guy who owned NASCAR Cafe is the owner of Budweiser here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. And my father-in-law has worked for him since the World's Fair. Oh, when wow. It was in Knoxville. Which, what, 84, I think? So we would, uh, 83, 84, okay. somewhere around in there. Wow. And so we would get passes. And so we're like, hey, we're going to Pigeon Forge. You got any NASCAR Speed Park or NASCAR Cafe passes? And so we'd eat dinner for a family of three or four for like fifteen bucks. <laughs> That's cool wow. though, man. So it That's wasn't cool. That bad for me, <laughs> right? No, absolutely. I remember the food being decent. It was just the just the atmosphere. It wasn't really my cup of tea, I guess. Uh, but I it, thought it made an awesome showgrounds though. Made an awesome showgrounds. Do they have one like that, but with dirt tracks somewhere? Yeah, in R.J. Shelton's backyard. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. He doesn't listen. He's he's not of the eight and a half. We're good. He won't cuss me too bad. That's great. So that's that's too great. Anyway, but uh, so then, when did you know that you guys were going to have to move? Because I know, like I said, the building was for sale and stuff like that. You know, and how much of a shock was that for you? So at uh, after the 2015 show. Uh, we were told that we that they were they had sold the building and that it was being demolished, and so they said well, they told us that we could use it again. Right. But we were just like, let's go ahead and try to find us a home, and not try to scramble in the last year that we have the opportunity to to use this place. Sure. Luckily, we found uh, we found the the Sevier County Fairgrounds. Right. Which. Talking about mini nats, this is actually the last location that it was held at. So I'm going to be honest with you. I was never a fan of that showgrounds, and I'll tell you why. Uh, my personal feelings on that showgrounds was that there were so many events there, it was hard to get an identity. But let me eat my words. You guys have turned your show into such a success you have owned that showgrounds. And what I mean by that is, is you no longer drive past that and you think, you know, oh, that's where there's a tractor pull one week and, <laughs> and slamming and jamming the next. You think, well, that's the home of Sparks. And then there's a bunch of other shitty events that come there too, <laughs> but that is the home of Sparks. And, and I'm giving you a ton of credit because to take a showgrounds that I didn't really care for, and I was afraid when that happened, I'm like, that's probably not a good move. 
I was wrong, and I won't say that often, uh, but I was legit wrong of that, and you guys have owned it and made it your own. So, I mean, when you drive by that, it's no longer – well, like I said, you know, I think a lot of people in Whitesburg, Kentucky – will drive down behind Food City, and they won't say that's Food City's back lot. They'll say, you know, that's where the H-Word show used to be. And you guys have done the same exact yeah. thing. You've taken something that was multipurpose and made it yours, and that is a serious mark of success. And, and I don't say that lightly that, either. I appreciate that a lot because, yes, we, we did battle that in the early years of being there. You, know, you try to tell someone where it was at, and they'll be like, oh, that's where uh, the v- the Volkswagen show is at. Right, absolutely. And you're like, yeah, that's where the Volkswagen show is at. And now you bring it up, and you're like, oh, that's where they do the Spark show at. And you're like, ah, we've made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's awesome. That's hard to do. It's hard to take a showgrounds that has somewhat of a history and make it yours. I mean, serious props for that, guys. Well, you know, this is a question we, don't, we haven't asked in a while, but, you know, if, if someone was going to start a show now, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean, you know what the hell you're doing. Um, we always look for that. We always look for advice for young up-and-comers. You know, you've learned a lot of things in this process. Now that you've made some mistakes and you've done some awesome stuff, what advice can you give to an up-and-coming show promoter? Uh, don't. No. Don't <laughs> uh, you have, and I know you've said this a thousand times, you have to be 110% committed. Absolutely. Because if, if there's if there's one percent that you can't give, it, it will not work. Okay. Surround yourself with people that will have different characteristics of you that can help push you forward and constantly keep you going. Don't try to do it by yourself. It's it's hard. Um, it's super hard to do it. So that's surround yourself with successful people that will help push you forward. Find something that it, it's, it's for a good cause, even sure. if you can't donate much. Something is something. And as, as long as you are keep driving forward with that and keep pushing, as, as they say, if you build it, they will come. No, absolutely. You, you have to give 110%, 110% of the time. So you've learned as well as I learned a long time ago that it is literally a full year-long job to promote a show at your oh. level. Yes, it's it's three hundred and sixty-eight days a year. <laughs> I like that. That's Five a lot of truth. Three extra days. No, I, yeah, I like that. That's smart. So, the rewards of putting on shows like that. What is your best memory of all of your years tied into Sparks? My best memory has to be. I think it was like year four, and uh, we got done with the show, left the show, went back to the parking lot, and uh, everybody's hanging out, playing some cornhole. Right. And uh, I think it was Daryl Poe was there. There was a bunch of bunch of guys there, and Jason Hardwood Wellover looked at me, and uh, he's like, I want to thank you guys for bringing mini trucking back here and bringing back a fun family atmosphere and a show that I can bring my kids to. And I was like, if I can make everybody happy like he is, that's all I can ask for. And that's one of the things that has always stuck with me. Okay. him personally thanking me. No, that's awesome, man. Absolutely. Well, then let me be more tangible, materialistic. 
what vehicle that ever showed up was the one that excited you the most? Because I have a list of trucks and cars and things that showed up that just made me giddy. You know, what is the thing that you saw mm. rolling into town that really made you realize that you had achieved that level? Man, that's a that's a tough question, there, Lee. That's a loaded question. You know, I don't even, uh, I don't even mean it as a loaded thing. I guess uh, as a I'm not even asking for know, you know, know any heavy hitters or anything. Just what one personally made for whatever reason you may have made your heart pitter patter. You know, I think mine is going to have to be David Carr's Volkswagen Beetle. Okay. Okay. Which was, I think the first time he brought it out was like three or four years ago. Okay. That that has to be one of my favorite vehicles that's ever showed up at Sparks. So you mentioned Volkswagens yeah. twice in this so far. Are you a big Volkswagens guy? Uh, not a huge Volkswagen fan, but okay. I, do, I do enjoy the body style, and not the motor. I know nothing about <laughs> them, but as do I. Uh, I've always wanted to attend the Volkswagen show in Townsend, Tennessee. And I always seem to miss it, but that's always been on my list to check out. I've been once. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's it's great. My problem with those is there's the variety thing isn't there. So, like, bringing the kids. Right. Like, yeah, Dad, it's, it's another one of the ones that we just looked at. <laughs> well, it's like going to a Corvette show. I love Corvettes, but exactly. Corvette, 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 Corvette. You know, it gets old after a while. Mm-hmm. No, that makes or, sense. Or I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I work for a Bronco specialty company. No. And we have, yeah, I work for James Duff Broncos, which okay. is the largest Do you, you work for James Duff? dealer in the United States. So y'all are speaking Ford, and I know nothing about such things. James Duff made all kinds oh, of stuff. They messed up for Explorers and everything. Oh, okay. Point. I got you then. Yeah. So it's something Shannon Bullets would and, like. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I got you. That's, yeah. that's a new one to me. But I I have to I we go to the we have the Bronco Super Celebration in towns and and it's exactly what you're thinking you walk in you're like Bronco oh, there's a red one there's a blue one <laughs> <laughs> there's a yellow one <laughs> they'll have the same exact lift kit on them there's a white one running from the towns and cops <laughs> yep. oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry smacking my hand for that one um you know it's funny I've actually. I've never attended that show, but I have been in Pigeon Forge on weekends that has been to full of Broncos, so that obviously is what that is. That's pretty cool to know. Yeah, I didn't know sense, that. You know? I may go to the Volkswagen yeah, show. I mean, but... It's pretty cool to look at for go at least go once to check everything out. There's some there's some nice ones out there, but it's thirty minutes in, you're like, uh, yeah, another Bronco. Absolutely. I have a love for Townsend because Townsend is like that one little town that everybody forgot, you know, the redheaded stepchild. And the coolest thing about them is if I tag them in anything on Instagram, they always like it. You know, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, they usually ignore me, but Townsend's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to like it. You mentioned us. <laughs> so I always enjoy that. But it, but yeah. anywho, um, so special things going on this year. Anything exciting? Do you want to go ahead and get the elephant out of the room real quick, Dizzy? Yeah, we can go for it. Okay, Let's so it. real quick. And this is not a campaign platform. This is something that Dizzy and I spoke about in advance of, you know, what we're going to limit ourselves to in this real quick. Some of you guys that actually listen to the LCD podcast or that maybe follow Justin White or, well, Justin White because Farva's not posted anything yet. Um, there is a competition going on. Now, uh, again, I'm trying to be careful here because I don't want to come across this campaign or anything like that. But to leave it completely objective. Josh Farva Couch, Justin White. 
at the Spark Show, and we're so tickled to be able to do this at the Spark Show. They're going to have a competition. This is for two different animal charities. Animal charity number one, animal charity number two, they'll be announced tomorrow. Um, these, this competition will be, these guys are selling stickers of themselves. Now, these are going to be very special stickers. They are Sparks-only stickers. So they will literally have wording on them that you bought this sticker at the Spark Show 2021, blah, blah, blah. And for $10, you get to hug either Farva or you get to hug Justin Wyatt. Like I said, both of these, money for both of these is going 100% to two different animal charities. They are mountain animal charities. One is in Kentucky. One is in Virginia. Um, they, let's see, I've lost train of thought. My ADD kicked in. But anyway, it's a personal race. So these two guys are going to race to see who can sell 50 stickers the most. Or the fastest. God, I'm, damn, ADD's kicking in on me. Most. Yeah, most. Uh, 50, could, could be most. Sell 50 the day, stickers the fastest. And whatever team loses, and, and, and again, Dizzy, if I'm overstepping, please tell me, but my philosophy on this is, is whatever team loses will take a whipped cream pie in the face at your show, as long as you're okay with that. So is that Absolutely. is that kind of and that's going to be at the LCD booth. There's so, only going to be 50 stickers for each, and only one sticker per person. That's something that Justin and I talked about uh, last night. Something you and I talked about, Dizzy, just to make it fun. Because while we are trying to raise money, the biggest goal is for this to be fun. We want to spread the fun out as much as you can, and we want to we want to make you know Justin and Farva squirm a little bit, and we want to have a bunch of pictures and stuff like that with as many people as possible because we want as many hands. You know, I've often said many truckers might be the most generous body of people that I've ever met, and I'm so tickled that we have this opportunity to raise some money for a couple of different charities and, and spread that money around a little bit. And, and two guys that are just totally getting nothing from it monetarily, they're just getting the personal satisfaction of helping out. And before it starts, I really applaud both of them because I think both of them are awesome sports, and this is this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, do you think I've explained it fair, Dizzy? I do. And I think that's absolutely the fair way to do it with one purchase per person. I do too, because and, me and you both you know there's several people the out there. Ultimate goal is fun. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, the ultimate goal is for everybody to have fun and to, and to raise money for these absolutely. charities. Absolutely, man. And it's been a hell of a meme war so far. I give you a lot of credit. I've enjoyed it. Well, so I've, uh, I've I would like it. to state this started off with like a me versus Lee thing. And I'm going to go ahead and rescind my type, my role in this whole thing okay. to Dizzy. Because he's done all the work anyway, so I'm not doing it. So he's now Justin's well, partner. is that fair with you, Dizzy? I accept. You accept, accept that? Accept. Somehow I got drugged into this by Justin. <laughs> I don't know how I got part of his team. But once okay. I'm behind you, so I'm it's, pushing you. So it's, it's Farva and I. And Dizzy and Justin, mm-hmm. and and I think that's that's cool. That's cool. And then you're going to be a neutral observer. Oh yes, I'm going to see if anybody, I'm going to watch, make sure nobody cheats. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I think, think Shay's just trying to get out of a pie. I think Shay's trying to. No, 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 no. We we all know, and in all sincerity, we're we're the underdogs here. So I think Shay is is just just hedging his bets here, just in case. But <laughs> but I think uh, I I've got a sneaky feeling that Farva going. So I don't really want a pie in the face. When, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I really don't want that to happen. To when me. when Farva and I lose, in all sincerity, and, yeah. and I figure that's what's going to happen. Yeah. What is your plan, Dizzy? I mean, are we going to have to stand somewhere in public, or is it okay to do it in front of the LCD booth? What? 
that's a do I have to buy think, do I have to buy my own damn pie? LCD booth. That would be cool. We can, we, we can draw everybody over there. We'll get we'll get uh, Jason to to announce it over the intercom to oh that's cool. Drag man. everybody. <laughs> well, we'll take a pie. I think it's awesome. I think it's absolutely awesome. And, and again, thank you for being such an amazing sport about this because this kind of stuff to me is fun. This is stuff I used exactly. to do back in the day, and and uh, and, and, we, and you know we picked your show because I thought it'd be just an awesome gathering of, of of people. And I knew you personally would probably enjoy the opportunity to to get into something like this. So. Very oh, cool, yeah. guys. Very cool. Now that now that that is over with, now that that is over with, give us kind of a rundown of what we can expect uh, next weekend. You know, as far as like, I mean, um, you know, you, you said you're doing a pre-party on Friday night. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. If because if you already did, my ADD kicked in and I missed it. I might have missed it too. So we'll just start over with it. That works. So Friday, our, our gates will actually open at nine o'clock. So can you actually um, drop so off a vehicle on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, you can come in, register, park your vehicle. Good deal. Um, we're going to treat it like a normal show day. It's it, We're still fully setting up and everything, but we're going to treat it like a normal show day. Okay. And then uh, the show will end at 5 o'clock, and, but you don't have to go anywhere because starting at 6 at the showgrounds is when our pre-party kicks off. And we generally do it like 6 to 9 p.m. We have a, a cornhole tournament. We have the food, the music from DJ Mays, and we all just hang out and have a good time. Okay. Food is uh, is two tacos per person for free. You don't have to worry about paying for food Friday night. Where do you get your ticket and stuff like that for the after party? How do you go about getting that? If you are there, you're in. Oh, that's awesome. So if you've entered a vehicle, if you've entered a vehicle, then you're part of it, or is that for spectators too? For spectators as well. Man, that's awesome. You're in. That's awesome. We, We everybody's welcome. Well, that's good. I'm excited about that. So I'm assuming Malloy is that is he doing it? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yay. Yeah. What kind of special things? Yeah, we want to hear the specials, man. Because you know we had the madness taco. We've had the uh, uh, the 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 walking taco with the last one. What's the special for Spark Show? What what amazing culinary Uh, creation will he come up with? He he's gonna have. He calls it the spark plug. Yay! (laughs) I'm excited already. And that one is the pork, uh, the shredded pork with with pineapples on it, and then whatever fixing you like. That's awesome. A, I don't even like pineapples, and I love that taco. Dude, I hate pineapples. I show you. Everything he's ever made with pineapples is amazing. Yeah, what you, I do at I, this I, point. I've you eat yeah, several I, of them now. Oh, God, absolutely. What I yeah. do at this point, I go up and like, all right, chef, what am I eating? And he's awesome about it. He will yeah. think for a second, and he will come up with something on top of his head and make it, and it's just unreal, dude. Yeah, I, I say, let the yeah. chef decide. I absolutely, eat whatever he puts on my blade. I don't care. No, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it, it's always been it's, amazing, yes. so. That was one of the best things you ever introduced me to, Dizzy. I, I will appreciate that forever. That guy so is good. fucking awesome. So good. So <laughs> you good. You're welcome. Absolutely, man. Make sure, um, make sure while you're there, hit him up. Uh, I, did, I don't know if you guys have seen it on social medias, but uh, I designed three stickers for him for him for this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You showed me. his name out there. Oh, they're, they're great. That is we, cool. You had some good sayings on them, I have to admit. So it, it took a little bit to get it past his wife, but we, we got it clear. <laughs> so as as do you have a lot of other vendors and stuff planning to come this year, or how does your vendors row look and so, stuff yeah. like that? So we're food wise, we'll have Malloy's barbecue of and orgasm. Okay, and then right. peas nuts. Huh. 
<laughs> so, so great names. And, uh, <laughs> and then we'll have OLP drop them where. Uh-huh. Uh, so, oh, sorry, I got sidetracked. OLP drop them where. Uh-huh. I think that's it on clothing. That's uh, awesome. We we're going to have hammered. Okay. But uh, if, if everybody's saying that Ron had some issues and he's just going to no. have to edit home. Oh, that sucks, man. I love Ron. I hate edible. that. That's uh, I did not know that. That sucks. I was looking forward to seeing him again. Yeah, yeah. His uh, transmission went out on his truck, and oh, he Jesus. got stuck in Nebraska for like five days. Oh, really? That sucks. I didn't know there was anything yeah. in, Le- in Nebraska. What do you do in Nebraska for five days? <laughs> I don't know. Look at corn. corn look at corn. corn. <laughs> Just corn. corn. <laughs> <laughs> He'll pick corn. Literally, he could pick corn. There's yeah. a picture that, that he he told everybody about it. It's him sitting in the middle of nowhere, sitting on top of his truck. Oh my Looking god, that, that sucks so bad. <laughs> Surrounded in corn, bless his heart, man. I hate that. Yeah, but he's headed home, so oh, that's good. 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 I just hate that he's not going to make it. That really sucks, man. Yeah. Um, but then we'll have uh, we'll have bragging rights. Lane frame candles will be out there. Okay. Uh, Glissy Garage is bringing her cups. Uh, you may have seen like the Camp and Drag ones or the Down for Dennis. We we had her make us some spark show ones that Very cool. she'll have there, and we'll be auctioning a gift basket off from her. Very cool. So, and then, uh, are you going to have any shirts left, or at this point, are they I'll all? Throw pre- this one out. <laughs> go ahead. Do what? Go ahead. I you said. I said, are you going to have any shirts left? Because I never do pre-sale stuff like that because I have ADD, and I would love to buy a shirt. Oh. Are you going to have some shirts? Or at this point, are they all gone? No, we will have shirts. Yay! Okay, good. So we have we have we have two shirts this year. One is uh, the actual show shirt, which features Ashley Wimmer's S10. We have we ordered plenty of extra of those. Awesome for, for purchase. Great, great. Then the other one, which is dubbed the Pink Floyd, which has Corey Floyd's OBS and then Michelle Boone's XB on it. Yeah. So we will have those at the show for sale but we only bought very limited quantities sure. so if you want one of those come up to the booth at registration awesome first thing awesome mm-hmm. okay that's cool that's cool what, uh, what parts vendors you got parts vendors coming in uh we'll have uh mtu will be there jason always has some parts mm-hmm. but generally we don't have a big parts vendor sure sure sure, sure. Uh, now jason's been there before hasn't he thorbeck Okay, I thought I'd seen uh, him there a couple years ago. Thorbeck came, but he didn't set up. He just brought uh, out the international. I see. I got you then. Okay. Still, though, it's always awesome to have him there, too. I mean, that's a cool truck to look at. Oh, yeah. That one never gets old to oh, me. Yeah. Do you have any old school trucks coming that you know? Anything special coming like that? Any any barn finds? Or is this From always... I understand there is one barn find that is showing up. Okay. I'm don't excited. Hundred percent yet, so I don't want to call him out. No, no, no of course. He's trying to get it ready. And I wasn't asking you but, uh, to. I was just curious if you had anything lined up as surprises, because <laughs> we always have a few surprises there, in the back pocket. There's always a few little nice little surprises that are coming. That's the biggest barn find, is per se, that I think is going to make it. Mm-hmm. If not, um, he should be at Revolution. Go ahead okay. And throw very that cool. Show very out cool. Because you like them. Good. Very cool. Um, very cool. Barn find-wise, we might have our old schools. we got a few that come up. Uh, Madu yeah, and absolutely. the Trusteropa guys, they usually come up from down south. Well, good, good, good. 
Uh, Maydew and Mark are, are some of the coolest, nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. Truth. I, every chance we get yeah. to eat with them or, or just hang out with them at all, they're, they're, they they tickle me. Um, Mark is a is one of a kind man. He's Mate one of us. Hilarious. Yeah, Maydew's hilarious. Yeah. He's a he's seeing him. Never mind. I, <laughs> just, I'm gonna shut up because I'm thinking of the Drake story. And I'm gonna yeah. keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Oh shoot, <laughs> they're uh, they're cool, and I'm glad to hear because I'm sure those guys have cruised pigeon pigeon forge for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, so oh, I mean, yeah. for them, that's the greatest memory recollection ever. And and uh, and that's one thing is I hate that I won't have anything cruise worthy this that you know next week i mean i'm a blazer woohoo a static blazer which would have been cool in 1997 but it's slammed well i don't know about slammed no it is now it is actually lowered well it is lower now it's better than it wasn't the mini nats at least it's so. way lower than and, it was and now what? uh the ball joints are greased so it won't squeak the oh. entire fucking there weekend yeah i never really. seen somebody get so upset over a squeak and squeaking Be a, so go ahead talking about cruising yeah uh we last year we had an impromptu cruise and we had like twenty trucks show up, and we cruised the trip. Oh, we'll wow. be announcing next week or later this week. Uh, we we're actually gonna like we're gonna plan this out. So everybody that's wanting to cruise with us, we're gonna meet up in a big parking lot, and then we're gonna cruise, and we're gonna try to have some uh, maybe some flying photography with a drone. And well, you know, I'm actually a cool a drone. Photos. I'm actually a drone photographer. Um, that's one of the things I do for my work. And if you don't have anybody else doing it, I'd be glad to do some for you if you want me to. Okay. So just let me know if you, if, if you guys have somebody already, I mean, cool. But if that falls so, through for some reason, have drone, we'll travel. So are you like doing a parade, like a parade cruise? Or are we talking like a free for all? No, it's not really a parade cruise. So after the show, like we'll all go to dinner on Saturday night and then like nine o'clock ish is when generally we'll just meet up and we'll all just go cruising the strip together. So one of the things I want you to recreate if you're going to do that, uh, it's always been a famous shot at many Nats and then like some other shows down there, like the F100 Super Nats and stuff like that, is the three-lane wide. You get a few trucks, but literally three-lane wide. And have somebody, a real photographer, stand out in the middle of the road and get that shot. That one always, oh, God, that makes me happy. It's always a good picture. It makes me so happy. It's the ultimate goal is three wide and a minimum of 15 rows deep. Well, if you uh, if you if you want a, fifteen rolls deep, if you want a slam static blazer, I'd be honored to join in on that one. I don't really fit I'll in anymore, it. but you know, hey, it's a body. No, it's static. Static's coming back. Well, hard. static is kind of coming hard. back. Come back hard, which makes me yeah. Yes. If my 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 sucky truck, if I wait long enough, I'll be cool again. <laughs> so. <laughs> so the the preparation is all done. You know, I know that you're not getting much of a chance to breathe in the next minute. But are you ready for this, man? I am completely ready. What's that like? I because feel more. <laughs> what? I, it's weird. You're ready? You got wow. every, everything's Very done. Weird. Everything's done. That's awesome. That's weird. I wish I was people, like that. People do that. That happens. No. It, that's only organized. He's lying to us. It's only organized people. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's it? What's it like to be organized? Is every, everything flowed together really well this year? Okay. And I was like, and then someone I did start that. The, I do the countdown on on uh, the social media. And I was like, there's only 15 days left? There's only wow. 10 days left? Wow. I feel like I'm so behind. And I'm like, we're actually ahead. Oh, yeah. It's the third. We're 10 days out right now. So 10 mm-hmm. days from now. And that's awesome. For anybody thinking about doing a show, what I just said is completely abnormal. 
Oh yeah. Oh it's gosh. Usually pay off till the last second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Us two guys here can totally oh, yeah. agree, confer with that because you know it I've doesn't never... help that as I, as I've done a show for years, I just start half-assing it now. Really? I half-ass it. Yeah, I do. But I'm so good at half-assing that it looks like well, I'm actually good at it. Well, maybe if you get off your ass and do a good one, then it'll be amazing, and we'll have a Sparks level show up here. No. Oh, no, no, no. Well, it's a nice thought anyway. <laughs> yeah, we both suck. Who are we kidding? Who are we kidding? That's, that's too much work. If it wasn't for Trey Cool Collins, there'd be no mini truck shows here at all. So, what? Rip Young Love. <laughs> live fast, live hard. You just, you just made my night dizzy. So, fi- final thoughts, brother. What else would you like to add as far as the Spark Show? And before, before when that's done, we got a question or two for you. Okay. So we like doing this for everybody to get together, and then we like to do it to raise money for some charity. Sure. This year we are doing uh, Pops for Patients and Spreading the Love. So uh, Pops are little Funko toys. They're like bobbleheads. Yeah, yeah. I actually know what those are. Donate those to East Tennessee Children's Hospital. Okay, very cool. And then uh, everything from our raffle, or not raffle, our auction will go to Spreading the Love. Oh, that's super we cool. We have items. Yes. We have items such as a B-roll panel from Sean Rose. Which are pure art. Show. Yeah. His, his work is unspeakably amazing. Amazing. Huh. Um, then our, our buddies over there at uh, Stitch Happens, uh, Daniel Lee, has made us a custom Spark Show hockey jersey that has like 157,000 stitches just in the front logo. Well, I was going to say, he's new, isn't he? Because I've just started seeing some examples of his work, and he looks super talented. What are we talking about? He just started doing this like three months ago. I've seen a Pebble Pushers hat that he did that I thought looked oh. really good. Clothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, embroidered I th- clothing. I thought we was talking about interior. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Embroidered clothing. I mean, it looks really, really good. Of course, I guess if he could do that, he could probably yeah. do interior. Nobody wants to do interior. Yeah, it's like he's the, killing it right now. Yeah, he, he'll be at the show uh, set up with. He actually him and Waka Frank do bragging rights, and then he does the stitching on on his own. So oh, that's cool. That's he'll have super a few cool. items there. So magazine wise, uh, who's got, shooting? What magazine wise, who is shooting? Uh, Logan Wade or who? Logan Wade will be there. Who's awesome? Uh, Michelle Boone, awesome. Corey Floyd, Damian Davis. Mm-hmm. So that covers. Street Talks and ACL. Awesome. Mark McKeenan, one of them Kentucky boys, will be down here shooting for ECS Magazine. Right. And then uh, I believe Jonathan Hawkins is making the trip up from Florida. For Underground Scene. kind of on the edge. Okay. So we might have him there as well. Wow, you've got the media knocked out, man. And uh, and then, of course, oh, like, you, like you said earlier, you're going to have OLP and... Uh, and and lucky enough, oh, yeah. you're a you're a you're letting a couple of uh, hillbillies with microphones come in for the first time ever, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they are very excited to take part in it. Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just to wrap up. Uh, it's gonna be great. The Spark Show is August 13th through 15th in Sevierville, Tennessee. And if you're out there at all listening to this and wavering, don't waver because this is a show that I mean, let's be honest with you. Even if for some reason the show sucked. The beautiful thing about this area is that it's such an awesome area with so much to do. You're going to have a good time no matter what. But I promise you one thing, the show is going to be amazing. So it's going to be an amazing weekend for everybody. So is there a cornhole tournament? 
Yeah, on Friday night. Oh, okay. Didn't you listen? No, yeah. I heard oh. cornhole. That's all I heard. <laughs> all right. See, I just it, it, is is it like a normal thing for a show to have a cornhole tournament? now? It is now. It, like every show has one now. Right. Absolutely. Does no one do the rim toss anymore? I, you know, I I don't know. Does anybody do a rim toss anymore, no. Dizzy? Not that I know of. Everybody has to have insurance plans now. So you, yeah. Ever since that you, one you kid at Unleashed, you know, person, you're like rim toss, and they're like, no. <laughs> hey, hey man, let, let me tell you right now. You should have seen the insurance guy's reaction the first time I said I was going to have a truck that shot a 30 foot column of fire underneath the power lines in downtown Whitesburg. I'm just, I'm just surrounded by fire dancers, hydraulic hoppers, and people doing burnouts. I'm oh just God. saying. I, I'm just I, saying. I can only imagine what a policy like that would even that's, cost. The first three people just looked at me and said, "No." Your back pocket and be like, "I didn't know he was coming." Yeah, that's that's a, it's it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission a lot of times. Uh, but anyway, yes. but in all sincerity, you know the area is great. The show is going to be amazing. This is going to be a, a super family friendly weekend for anybody who wants to come. Bring the, bring the kids, bring your significant other, because there is no shortage of things to do. And this is one that I'm really looking forward to. And Shay just gave me the wait a minute picture finger. So so. so, so Lizzie, this isn't a show-related question, but uh, I need you to tell me a story. Well, good. My my next one isn't either. Uh, I need you to tell me a story of the shittiest hotel you've ever stayed in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I need you to do that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, actually, the shittiest hotel I stayed in was actually this year. Okay. Shit, uh, Back in March, it was during OBI. Um, I actually went to go buy, buy a truck this year, and it fell through, and then everybody's like, Man, since it fell through, make the trip to OBI. I was so, like, all right. So we booked our hotel last minute. Oh. And we uh-oh. stayed in a day's in. in oh, God. Florida, oh, oh, my God. Right across the border. That's rough. Ugh. Ugh. You know, it's, so we get there, and I was like, oh, this is not very nice looking, babe. <laughs> and uh, that's the only thing we could find. We go in. As I walk into the door, some crack lady offers <laughs> my daughter. A hair straightener, not in a box, just a hair straightener. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And that's I was great. like, "No, we're good. We're good." <laughs> that is outstanding. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there was two separate times the cop showed up. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then the next morning, when I walked out, some lady that might have been the second person on the left on the evolution chart. <laughs> what she kind of looked like. She looked at me and said, "Hey, big boy, did you move in here?" Did you and move I was in like, here? No, let's get our stuff. Oh, no. We got to go home. Oh my god! <laughs> That's never a good sign. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Oh, I can't imagine. So you went to OBI? Yes. So how many squatter trucks did you see? Uh, I don't know if I can count that high. Damn, Ooh, that bad. That's bad. Huh? That's bad. I, I do have to say, uh, the crew at OBI did a great job. Rest in peace, peace, Greg Miller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they did allow a few into the, the to the main wharf area, but they were super clean, super nice. And then all the the chaotic ones they put in the back lot. Mm-hmm. And so we we were like making the joke, you like everything that the light touches is many <laughs> <in the world." laughs> That's and then good. everything over there, stay away. <laughs> they, they were everywhere. That is pretty good. So, so do, you, do you expect to have a uh, a population of squatter trucks show up? 
It was kind of a good question. No. Okay, cool. Are, are you going to deny them entry? Because if you need help, someone tell them no. You're going to be the I, gate bouncer for oh, squatted I'd, trucks? I'd, I'd say, get this shit out of here. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say you and Fatty be all so, about that. Oh, absolutely. I'd like Fatty punch him. We had, we had to have a meeting after uh, the rod run out here. And we had the squatted trucks come out here and they, oh, yeah. they did yeah, what in they April. do and they caused a big scene. In the Smoky Mountain Truck and Fest so, or whatever it was. Yeah. And so we were told that uh, that they love our show. The city loves our show, and they right. always support it. And we never make a, a big deal. And cops don't have to be called. And they said, if you have any squatted truck people coming, they will pull you over and find a reason. Yeah, yeah, I figured so as much. Town to do whatever. But so, if you're a squatted truck driver. You might want to stay away. Yeah, there's other shows for you, and yeah. and you know there are some nice ones, so, and you so, can't group everybody together. But we, we do a show for our squatted trucks. It's at the Mountain Metal. Mountain uh, we, metal. we we haul them into this big metal machine. Yeah, they run them over a scale, and then they pay them by pound. They do. Yeah, it's they really do. neat. That's they how do. you get your awards. <laughs> they write you a check, and then you give them the keys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to this show, haven't you? I have. <laughs> I have. It's an amazing show. Oh, my God. Um, you know, I, I was going to wrap up, but you bring up something very interesting. I want to touch on it for just a second. I heard that the city of Pigeon Forge specifically, uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was all Sevier County, actually appointed and or elected and or come up with a car show committee, if you will. Is that a true thing? Really? Yeah, that's after after the rod run, after the disaster with the squad of trucks, I heard they actually went through and come up with a commission that would regulate shows in Pigeon Forge and Sevierville. Is that is that BS or is that actually how it rolled out? I have not heard that. I heard that and I heard that Erlene so, Teaster was gonna be on it, who I believe is the longtime city manager of Pigeon Forge. And that's the lady I don't Well, that's the lady that I banned me in ads. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry, uh, Dizzy. We keep stepping on each other. I apologize. No, it's my fault. But, uh, I don't know how the hell to hook up a telephone. <laughs> Pigeon Forge and Sevierville, they they keep separate pretty well on that stuff. So sure. I don't I don't see them grouping together. Okay. Okay. When we first had to find the new showgrounds, we actually looked into Pigeon Forge, and we had nearly an impossible time getting a show permit. Sure. Oh. Oh, and oh. we we had to get a permit last minute through Sevierville, and they they've been welcoming ever since. So I don't know if those two cities would team up. Okay, and that makes I sense. Would, that, I, I, yeah, that actually makes a lot. This of sense. may be more of a good stop o pigeon forge thing because the lady I mentioned, uh, she actually in two thousand and two, I had that newspaper article laminated forever from whatever newspaper was down there about them breaking up. The la- two thousand and two was the last year that both mini truck national shows were the same weekend, or that were in Pigeon Forge together. 2001 is when the letter came out, I guess, because they broke it up in 2001. At that time, uh, you had both the uh, Southeast Mini Truck Nationals, which was the Nopi show, and you had the quote-unquote original Mini Truck and Nationals, which was Sandra, uh, Sandra, Sandra and uh, Sandra and Herb Thacker. Uh, Charlie Cobble yeah. had the Nopi show. Well, anyway, 2001 was the last year that they were both together, Charlie's show had over 2,000 registered entries at Governor's Cross, and Sandy's show had over, I think, 800 at the Shular Inn, which was just crazy because they used to have actually a lot of room back there. I don't think Shular Inn's open anymore. I think it's changed names. But anyway, uh, and then 2002, it was split. But I had that article from the – it was an announcement from Erlene Teaster, city manager of Pigeon Forge, that that show would not be the same weekend anymore. But at one time – Magic happened, and I think Sparks is doing a damn good job of bringing it back to that area. Hmm. So, 
Uh, final question, not show related. And uh, it kind of goes along with the worst hotel ever. This is my question. You ever go to flea markets? I do. Tell us I your do, off and on. Tell us your worst flea market story ever, and we'll wrap up with that. So obviously it's going to be the Sevier County flea market that's out here. You know I've never been, and I and really so, want to go. It's it's okay. It's it's an okay one. It's not awesome. bad. Awesome. But it can be bad. Even better. So me, <laughs> me and my wife went out there. This is probably three four years ago. We're shopping. And while we're looking around, you know how like they have like the little partition walls around each booth at flea market. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at old uh, model cars, awesome. and about that time, the wall falls down <laughs> and lands on this guy's booth. He dodges out of the way, and there are two females that are now half naked, rolling around, scrapping. Oh my god, that is awesome! Wow. Yeah, wow, like full on. And that's the last time I've been to that flea market. Do we have any idea why they were in, engaged in fisticuffs? Mm, no clue whatsoever, but I'm pretty sure it probably had to do with some dude with no sleeves and <laughs> maybe a mullet. Oh, uh, was that a, was that a, was that a slot against Farva guys? Come on now. <laughs> and, and that one, gentlemen, will wrap up. Um, you know, this is this has been a fun episode. This first phone call episode we've done in a long time. Dizzy, you know, again, promoter for the Sparks and Sevierville show, August 13th through 15th, pri- private party, uh, pre-party Friday night, uh, gates open uh, Friday morning to bring in. And, um, you know, it's going to be some heavy hitters out there, some big-time vendors, and there's not a person listening to this that won't have an amazing time if they make the trip out. So, Dizzy, thank you so much for joining us, man. And uh, we can Thanks can't... for having me on. Oh, God, it's such an honor. And I tell you what, Shay, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up. Oh, I yeah. think this is a good length episode, and I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up before we let Dizzy off the hook. Uh, you've wasted another hour listening to another episode of the Lowest Common Denominator podcast. If for some reason you actually like what we do and you ought to question yourself as to yeah, why. Yeah, yeah why? Why, why? 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 But if for some reason you like what we do, don't forget to like us and to share out our random post. And while you're at it, follow or subscribe on various social medias. You know, people might actually listen to the end on this and go to Disney. Well, maybe, yeah, they, they may actually. They, they turn us off. And you off. know, I have nothing important to add. So for once, <laughs> we have a hook. People are sitting there listening like, yay, something valuable is going to happen. But you know what? I got nothing to add, so say goodnight, Shay. I love cults. He loves cults. See y'all next time. Lord, you went and done it again. You made it through another hour or two of listening to them hillbillies telling them good old front porch stories. You and don't worry none at all. Them boys will be back faster in a black bear winter, hurting here in a week or two. Until then, hope to see y'all back around these parts soon. That's better. That's better. I'm sick of that. I thought it was good.